Hi, this is Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen, and you're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Hey everyone, Karina Ganters here, your host for Behind the Pen. I hope everyone is well today. I am a award-winning author of 14 books and YouTuber, and I'm a award-winning filmmaker. I am the host of the Artist First Radio Network show author assist and I also run author assist which helps authors with their marketing and promotion of their books today my guest is Jude McClee welcome to the show Jude hi whereabouts are you right now in this world uh I am in upstate New York right so excellent I'm closer to Canada than to New York City <laughs> my dad was uh, Canadian yeah I've, uh, I want to go to Canada sometime. I, I it's won't beautiful. Do, it, Parts of it are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I'd love to pan for gold. To the Oh, is that Winni- something you can do there? Winnipeg, Winnipeg side. I'd like to pan for gold. I'd like to go to Toronto to see this skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like to go to New Brunswick, where my dad was from, because I have aunties and uncles there I've never met. Um, it's not going to happen, unfortunately, because... I'm, I'm getting too old to travel places like that. And of course, with the COVID, we've had travel restrictions and can't go anywhere anyway. Yeah, Canada's so, not letting anyone in. <laughs> no, no, Greece is, Greece is not at the moment either. But I hope they do oh. later in the summer because we we rely on tourism over here. So yeah. we don't get the, especially the English coming over, then we have problems. So behind the pens, all about people that use a pen. You can be an artist, illustrator, writer, author, uh, editor, musician, tattooist, and the list goes on. So, Jude, what do you use your pen for? Well, lately to clean out my ears. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really kidding. Um, uh, recently, I'm working with it to finish up the second book in a trilogy that I'm writing. Oh, wonderful. What genre is your trilogy? It's a contemporary romance um, set in Ireland. Um, I am really rubbish at describing my own books, I got to tell you. <laughs> it's like it's like writing a blurb. It's like the bane to every author's existence. It, because yeah, yeah. You, you have to get a, a 1,700,000 word novel into two paragraphs, you know, without giving everything away. But um, when you say contemporary romance, this is what's happened uh, the last over the last five years. Contemporary romance used to be a nice, I know, meals and booms, maybe not too sickly, but a nice love story, maybe with a little bit of uh, conflict. And now the authors that write erotica, BDSM, yeah. um, explicit books, actually class their books as contemporary romance because they don't want to class their books as erotica because people like Amazon then blacklist them so I'm assuming that you have a nice sweet romance it, it is a nice sweet romance um, there is um, sex in it but it's not explicit I don't Close use door. synonyms for body parts or anything you know I <laughs> you're a, you're a closed door author yes it's, it's kind of open you know um, <laughs> Although it's funny you brought that up because um, 
a couple months ago, I never read reviews, but every now and then I accidentally see one for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I don't know. But anyways, um, I saw one and someone gave me a one star review and I thought, wow, oh, okay. And she did that because she said this should have come with an 18 plus warning. And I thought, what on earth are you an adult or are you for? No one else. And I'll tell you, it it shocked me so much because um, other people (coughs) in their reviews had actually said there is sex in this novel, but it's very tastefully written. And then all of a sudden someone just slaps out that it needed a warning on it. And I thought, Oh, okay. Whatever. I would hate that reader to read my last two. They are graphic and explicit as you can get. And, right um, on. But I mean, it doesn't say trigger warning, but it does say 18 due to graphic and explicit scenes. So mm-hmm. the reader knows what they're getting before they open up the book. But when you're, con- see that what I mean by contemporary romance now, the authors, you join together now, the sweet romance and the, the explicit romance is joined together under one genre, which is wrong, of course. Yes. yes. Um, but that's what's happened over these last few years. But um, to, to have a, a one star and someone to say it should be 18 plus, I mean, it, it is an adult read. It's, you wouldn't have a 15 year old read it, would you? No. So it's 18 plus. Well, after I saw that, I thought, okay, fine. So I actually did write uh, on the copyright page. I said, there are scenes in this book that are not intended for people under the age of 18. So I don't want to hear it ever again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you didn't need to do that in your book. I would have just put it on top of the blurb, uh, 18 plus, finished. That's all you need to do. Apparently that wasn't enough. <laughs> so you did so, have that already. Gosh. I did. It was, you know, if you if you looked it up online, it does say 18 plus, but apparently that wasn't good enough for this person. Oh, <laughs> okay. Dear. I'm so sorry you got that, but uh, yeah, we can't please everybody. Reviews are I used to be exactly. so um so stressed about reviews, you know, and then and then I'd sort of just chilled and if one comes up great and if it doesn't it doesn't and I'm not going to get upset about it and then when my last novel came out when I was writing it I knew that that was the book you know I'm 14 books in now and I knew that that was the book after 27 years I've finally done the book and so I'm waiting for the first review to come in to know whether it's it's got, you know, it's going to go okay or not. And um, they just flooded in and every one of them was four or five stars and everyone knew what they were reading before they got it. So there was no one star and there was no people complaining about the content because they knew what it was going to be. But um, so, so that's the only thing I was worried about was that first review to mm. know whether or not the book even though everyone has different opinions and what have you, I just wanted that first review to be good. And uh, it was so. And now I, I just don't. I mean, if I see a review, great. But I'm not going every day to check on Amazon yeah. or Goodreads to have a look anymore. 
you, um, you just can't base your life on what someone else thinks of what you're writing. It, like exactly. You, said, you can't please everyone. Exactly. <laughs> everyone has their opinions and, and mm-hmm. likes. I just, when you get um, reviewed though, like on a cover or uh, reviewed on um, uh, the uh, formatting or whatever, that's not, that's not reviewing on your story. That's not um, saying how good your book is, yeah. how great your characters are, how amazing your plot is, but that's what reviews are about. It's about the book. It's about the story. Yeah. I mean, I got a three-star once because apparently the cover looked nothing like um, the book described where it was exactly like the book described. And I was really, really surprised. And I actually knew who that person was who gave me the review. So... Uh, I didn't say anything, but I was I was very disappointed with that. I was like, what do you mean? You know, because yeah. covers are so important for an author. Yes, they it's really the first are. First thing people see on the bookstore, online, it's first thing they see to know whether they're going to bother to read the blurb. It's the first thing they see on a promo or teaser, whether or not they're going to stop on that post and read the post. Mm-hmm. So uh, a cover has to let the reader know what genre they're going to be getting, what sort of story they're going to have, maybe where it's based, maybe um, about um, how sweet or, or explicit it's going to be. Um, the cover has to tell the story. And yes. it's also got to be eye-catching um, yep. because that's got to stop, say, on Twitter, you've got a thousand posts going down like this all the time (laughs) to get someone to actually stop on your posts is is just uh, brilliant. It's amazing if you can have that done. So having an eye catching cover and something with like big font or whatever, always, always does the job. Have you got uh, one of your books beside you? Have you got them close by? Uh, I do somewhere. Although it's funny you mentioned the whole cover thing because I just uh, last week had the cover remade and I do ah. not have one of those. Um, Is this a, actually, the cover for the, the, new, the latest book you're doing or the cover for the first book you, you published? Um, I had both of them redone. Uh, the, second, the book that I'm finishing right now, the manuscript that I'm finishing right now, uh, the cover had been made, um, but... I ran a book promo a few weeks ago and it flopped and it was a shock to everyone that it flopped. And they said, you know what, take a look at your book online in the lineup on the carousel. And it looked horrible. It looked drab. It looked amateur. It was just flat. So So let's have a look. (laughs) Okay. So I just so you know, I always give my honest opinion. So, so if you're asking my opinion, I had to pick the book up and go, is this actually it? Yeah, it is. Okay. So this is the old cover. Okay. Oh dear. (laughs) So yeah, that's the old one. And that, that is a contemporary romance based in Ireland. Yes. Yeah. That cover shows, I doesn't show that at all. Yeah. I, when, uh, someone, I had no, well, I shouldn't say no, because I did approve the cover, but I didn't have any 
hand in the design or anything. I didn't know what I was doing. So, you know, I let somebody else do it. So that yes, is the Ryan, new. That, oh, you can tell that's based in Ireland. Um, yeah, it's it's unmistakable. Everyone knows uh, the image I of the cliffs with, of Moher. With, with the word fate, you can tell it's a romance. Escape sounds more like a thriller, but you don't get thriller from the cover. So you, did you say you've got uh, the cover two as well for the I... second book done? Do. You, uh, oh, you... actually, I have the mock-up that's going oh, to be Oh, right. Oh, changed. that goes lovely with the first one. There it is. Sometimes love comes. That tagline is being changed to sometimes mm. true love is shadowed by lust. Ooh. So she hasn't sent me the file. <laughs> that's definitely an 18 plus when you use that word. <laughs> <laughs> No, that goes lovely with the first cover. That's a lovely. You. And you said it's a trilogy. So the third one needs yeah. to have a beautiful picture again of of the art uh, of Ireland. But um, yeah, yep. you, you're totally right. From the first cover to that, huge change. Massive, massive change. Massive, massive change. <laughs> I'm glad that you don't have a naked man on the front because you know, so off-putting. It is <gasps> Very off-putting. Oh, I hate my those nursing mother covers Ugh. as well. You know, the uh, I just, I can't deal with that. Just I've just done exactly what you've done. I've just changed. I have a, a series, four book series called The Outlaw, which are about outlaw motorcycle clubs. Um, so you can imagine what goes on in them. And I just <laughs> changed the covers for my new series. Um, and... I've uh, got a new imprint for them. So they've been taken off completely, not just the cover change, taken off completely, reprinted under a new published imprint. And um, Road Rage, which has just come out now, and it's just been accepted by um, Ingram Sparks, which mm. is for the paperback. I will not have um, the book on Amazon. Um, so that's just come out. And the cover is going to sell the book because oh. it is badass <laughs> compared <laughs> compared to the 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 first one the whole series was black and red um uh, covers and it was the back of the jackets of each of the club with their patch oh, okay. because i didn't want a man with a naked yeah. belly showing you know a sexy vibe whatever like a lot of the mc authors do I didn't want that. And then for the, when I decided, no, something was, they're not selling something's wrong. You know, something is wrong. It's going to be the cover or the blurb or the price. Yeah. I decided it was the covers. And so when I got uh, the covers done, all four of them done, um, they blew me away. And like I said, they're, they're, they show exactly what, the, what you're going to get. This is Road Rage. It's just come out. Oh, nice. Nice, eh? Uh-huh. Uh, you wait till uh. you see the old covers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is Huntress. Oh, I like that one even better. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Lawless Justice, which is a, a ladies' bikers group. Oh. Uh -huh. 
And the first one, which is in times of violence. Nice. There is a triangle going on with that one, as you can probably see. I like that. <laughs> Two guys, That's, one woman. That one's my favorite one. Out yeah, of that the, one's your favorite. I, that one's my favorite. <laughs> I'm still writing the book. <laughs> which is odd um, because I don't really like um, covers that have people on them. With I don't want to know. I don't like authors telling me what a character looks like. Mm. So the side of the face is fine with me. But if they were full on, I'd go, no. <laughs> she had to have red hair. Basically, that was it. I didn't care what she looked like, what the, the design looked like. But the main character has red hair in the book. So mm -hmm. the person on the book had to have red hair. But yeah, the covers, changing your covers will make a huge difference. If something's not selling, there's a reason for it. So yep. I want to, we've, we've just talked about your books and about the covers and everything, but I want to go back in time. Oh, and, uh, yeah, back, back in time. How creative were you at, uh, at school and uh, university or college where whatever you did? Did you, um, were you good at writing then? Were you good at art? Were you singing, I was, musician, I was anything? good at writing. Yeah, I, I was good at writing a, a number of teachers from, you know, when I was in grade school up through college uh, said, you know, you really kind of got something here. And I thought, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> you never <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I was... I, you know, I was in choir and all that stuff, but that was more like I could sing and my family thought I needed to be in the choir. I thought as soon as I was old enough, I dropped that like a bad habit. Really? <laughs> but you could sing. I mean, you could probably hold a tune now if you went to karaoke. Well, there's a thing though. What my, in my humble opinion, if someone's good at something, that doesn't necessarily mean that they, mean they should to. do it. Be, yeah, they, it doesn't have to be this, you know, big time hobby, or you don't have to try to make money at it. Or I, I don't have this overwhelming urge to stand on a stage and, you know. Yep, I get alone. you. I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I mean, creativity um, flowing through you. It's never just one thing. Like I'm a writer finished. It's always one or two things, but one of them is more um, in front, more you're better at. The others yeah. are in the back, but you, you've always got some other thing that you're good at, whether it's art, whether it's playing an instrument. With me, it's writing and singing. And with you, it sounds like it's writing and singing, even though you don't sing. I'm you also a hell of a cook and a baker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I actually just donated a fancy cake to a, an auction uh, for a um, uh, a child, uh, an infant, I should say, um, has a heart condition, and there was a local charity that was raising money, and so I donated this really super fancy cake to it. And they said, oh, apparently mine made the most money out of anything that was donated. Oh, I don't wow. know what they were, but you know, <laughs> I said, I don't you, really do that, this anymore. Did you take a photo of it? Are you that good at doing cake? Mm, I am. Yeah. Wow. I really am. I you don't ever know thought if... about doing it, you know, like locally for people locally to buy from you? Well, I don't really have the time anymore, mm. but it was suggested and I kind of did that a little bit 
Um, but yeah, nah. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> takes the fun out of it when, uh, when you know, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the first thing you ever had published? Was it this novel or did you ever have poetry or the school newspaper, something in the school newspaper or um, um, a short story? I mean, what was the first thing you ever had published where you could call yourself, I'm a published writer? Almost a year to the day. Um, so when the pandemic hit, I was uh, at home. I, I didn't have a job. I, I didn't need to. My, my husband worked and was doing well enough that we were fine. Um, so I was free to do what I liked. Mm. Um, so I did a lot of volunteer work and, and this, that, and the other. But when the pandemic hit and my husband was suddenly working from home, <laughs> I went homicidal. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to kill him. I wasn't even going to be good enough to kill myself. I just made a plan on how to off him and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Next book. <laughs> I warned him. I said, don't go near those stairs because I've got a surefire way of getting away with it, buddy. <laughs> All you have to do is not hear me coming. <laughs> but anyway, um, I took a job as a contact tracer for our state health department. And um, so I was able to work from home and it took up most of my days and most of my brain power. So I didn't, you know, <laughs> find sharp, blunt objects. And um, while uh, I was in a meeting one day, one of my teammates said, oh, you know, that story you just told about exploding a chicken was hilarious. You should write for our paper. And I said, what paper? <laughs> I didn't even know we had a paper. And she said, uh, we have a, a paper. And I said, uh-huh, yeah, sure, right. Uh, you know. And she goes, um, we kind of do, and I'm the editor. I went, oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever read your emails? I said, not really, no. <laughs> Open mouth, insert foot. But um she said, uh, you know, write me up a recipe. And I said, well, so long as you don't want one for roast chicken, we're good because I'd exploded one in the oven. And, um, so I wrote her up a silly recipe with a funny little blurb, um, you know, saying don't drool on it. Cause these days you'll get arrested. And it was the first item in the newspaper that had been running for months that got any comments from. Anybody. Oh, wow. Yay. And she said, Oh, we found something in you. And so she said, write something else. I said, what? She goes, anything. Well, unfortunately what I wrote wasn't funny this time. It, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't at all amusing. I, she said, just write anything. So I sat down and I wrote a piece that I called Charlie Brown. It was just before Christmas, like three days, four days, maybe. And I had just watched that special and I, this was, you know, was just bummed out and, you know, sad and they were cut off from their families and, you know, and um, it, it kind of resonated in a sort of sad way. And uh, I, I wrote out this, this piece and I sent it to her and I said, I'm sorry, this is all I've got. I, you know, you said, write anything. I, I don't have anything else right now. And she loved it. She didn't care that it wasn't funny or amusing. Um, she sent it out to, I don't know, a thousand some odd people. 
And within minutes, it had dozens of oh, wow. comments. And I just said, oh, okay. People, right. people liked uh, what they you liked have it. to say. Yeah. So that was, that was um, those two pieces. Those were the original, you know, when I could say I was published. And That's they, awesome. they gave me my own column and uh, oh, I was wow. free to write whatever I wanted. <laughs> How long did um, that last for? I stayed there. I, I kept the job for uh, just over a year as a contact tracer. And I wrote um, from December and I left the paper maybe around May, I think, May or June. And, um, and I left my job as well uh, in July. So, and when I left, the paper crashed. So apparently I <laughs> You were you were really keeping that thing alive, I, weren't you? With your with your a little column. Bit wow, <laughs> you're getting paid for it though. It wasn't voluntary. You were getting paid for your I, work. I was getting paid for my work. So why yes. did you leave, if you don't mind me asking? Well, um, because I had finished the first book in the trilogy, and um, there just wasn't time. You to wanted to concentrate on that, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I'd also come out with an audio book um, about contact tracing and mm -hmm. I didn't want there to be a conflict of interest mm -hmm. there. So a, I left my job or first I left the paper and then a few weeks later I left my job there. Did you, because, because of having your novel side and then because of doing the nonfiction, did you change your pen name at all? You kept it as uh, Jude McLean. No, I've always kept my pen name as Jude McLean. How's how how is it going? How are sales? Uh, they're going pretty well. It took me what one thing I did that was not correct that I would not um, suggest to anyone else to do. I had only been writing as far as the book went. I was writing just for me. I didn't care about mm -hmm. being published. I didn't care about anyone seeing it. That's how it um, should be. So I, I wrote this book and um, a friend of mine said, you know, you should publish this. Well, the thing is, it never occurred to me to um, just go in and try to get an agent and have it traditionally published. Mm -hmm. She just said, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll make you a cover and we'll, and, you know, yada, 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 and poof, we'll publish this. And I just said, yeah, sure. Why not? What kind of an idiot does that? <laughs> You know, I, you don't just dive in, but that's what I do. And so when I actually uh, published Escape, I had no author platform, nothing. I didn't even have a Twitter account for anything. I hate, I, I really hate social media. That's no secret. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I, I had never used social media, no author platform, no connections, no nothing. So it took me a few months. I published the, the two books and it's, you know, it took me a few months to build an author platform and to learn how to market a book. And I'm finally catching on to that. <laughs> well done. Well done. It so is now it is, sales are picking up and yeah, it's not um, easy marketing and promoting yourself. Yes. It's really not that it's a hard business. And mm -hmm. um, I would strongly suggest anyone who, wants to self-publish, look into it first. You cannot just write a book 
and put it up on Amazon and think, oh yeah, now I'm an author. Well, (laughs) This is why I started Author Assist because so many people are holding that book in their hands saying, what the, do I do now? Because they don't know. And so that's why I started Author Assist because I was in the same place 27 years ago. And so I wanted to give back everything that I'd learned to authors that needed that help. And so that's why I, I started that uh, the, the services. Um, but you've done this yourself, um, but there's a, such an amazing community of uh, writers that are willing there to help people mm-hmm. to answer questions. You know, of course, if their book is like a, a New York Times bestseller and they're like a, a, a real uh, international author, they're not going to tell you their secrets. Uh-uh. 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 They won't tell you how they're making their money, they're making their royalties, which is which is fine, but also that's you know, it's it's like we're not competition, we're maybe we're writing different genres, but why can't you just you know, you don't have to tell all your secrets, but at least give something right. away to help yes. others that are really struggling, yes. you know. Yes. When I started to learn what I was doing wrong and what needed to be done for the marketing side of things, Mm -hmm. I, I could not believe how many authors I had met in my journey that had no idea what they were doing and what they were doing was so wrong. I'm going, no, don't do that. So when I can, if I meet someone, I will help them as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had other authors uh, offer helped me so yeah, exactly you gotta pass that along that's how the world should work you, you know it, it is it is I get help and I'm, I'm helping others back I mean I go to because of my clients and and the marketing uh, market changes all the time I have to go to webinars and keep up with what's working what's not what the you know what's um uh going viral, how uh, the marketing has changed. I mean, especially with the pandemic, the those poor authors that were making all their sales outside on these book cons came to me and said, I don't know anything about digital marketing. How do I sell my book now that I can't go face to face and sell it with some? So, yeah. um, so that I've talked so many people about it and I've been on so many panels and talked about it. But what I, I've said, and I'll, I'll say to anyone that's listening now, is that digital marketing has been going on for, well, it's definitely been going on for 30 years because that's the only kind of marketing I can do for myself back then because I'm in a little Greek village with old people and donkeys. We don't have a <laughs> library. We don't have bookstores. And, of course, they don't speak English. So I can only sell my books through the internet, digital marketing. So I was doing all of this 30 years ago where authors didn't even know that platform was open, that platform was waiting for them. The world was waiting to hear about the book and who they were. And now they're like, oh, this door's open to me and I can (laughs) find readers from anywhere now. I'm like, yes you can yeah. yeah and there's things called podcasts and radio shows as well where you can actually promote yourself and yeah. you can actually record <laughs> yourself and do some lives on 
TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook. Of course, they've never done it before because they didn't need to. Yeah. Because they were selling so well outside. And uh, I mean, even in bookstores, once uh, the pandemic hit and everything was in lockdown, they couldn't make their sales from the bookstores either. So, right. yeah, it's, it's a totally different ball game. but well, well done for, for learning because it's, it's not an easy thing and there's still stuff to learn. Oh, I'll be learning until the day I decide I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, book three, I mean, you've got two books out now. You're working on book three? No, I'm working. I'm just finishing book two. Right oh, now. book two. Right. I thought you said you had yeah. to publish. Well, okay. I, I have two published now, but the, the first one is not part of the trilogy. It's an audio book and uh -huh. it's all about... Um, my time as a contact tracer. Oh now, yeah. You said, yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't know what a contact tracer is, I'll, I'll give you a quick little run through. Uh, I would be given the names of people who tested positive for the coronavirus. And I would get this name within about a day of them getting mm -hmm. tested. So I would be the one that they would call or that I would call and help them through their quarantine and their wow. isolation. So I'd give them instructions, answer any questions they had, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I was essentially a babysitter, uh, a jail warden. Um, Bit a, of everything. Wow. A, a therapist, you, you name it, I was it. And people tell you the most bizarre things you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> I'm thinking, do you know what you just said to me? <laughs> My God. <laughs> Which some of those I did not put in the audio book. I mean, it was just a bit much. There was a guy who told me a story that I will not repeat, but the punchline was, yeah, it's bleeding. You should probably call the hospital and stop hiding in the closet. Um, <laughs> he's like, well, but my family is home. I go, well, do it in the bathroom like everybody else. You're killing oh my me. gosh. <laughs> you're like, a, you were like the helpline and because they're yeah. in quarantine, they just yeah. opened up to you. Yeah. Like you said, so agony bad. aunt, agony yeah. aunt June. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so, so that was never a that went is. straight to audio. Well, we did do a paperback version that did not do well. It's, it's a really difficult book to market. And it did better as a lot of nonfiction is. Yeah. Yes. It's, it was really hard. So I just, uh, I recorded it as an audio book, which was more funny anyways. Um, and that's, I just ditched the, uh, the paperback. You, you and, took and it off the, the paperback or is it still on? You yeah. took it off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so book one of the, um, uh, book one escape yep. is, is out now on Amazon, I'm assuming. It's on Amazon. It's uh, a Barnes and Noble. It's um, wide. Kobo. Brilliant. Uh, you name it, it's there. Ebook, paperback. Uh, any chance of an audio book coming out for that one? There later? is an there is an audio book of Escape out right now. Oh, well done! Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. I know the the readers out there they love actually holding the book while they're listening to the audio. Yeah. So yeah. and that's a good promotion uh, marketing thing to have is to do uh, the two together, at a, a nice price, oh. 
and push them both at the same time. I had never thought of that. that oh. This is, you see, this is, this is what I, I do. do <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's brilliant. So when do you think you'll be finished with book two? I should be finished with book two in just a couple of weeks. Um, ready to publish through the editor, the line editor, um, and the recipe to readers. And no, it won't and... be quite that done. I'll be right. finished, and then I'll yeah. send it off to my editor, and First she draft. can set it yeah. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we love and hate our editors. Yeah, They, they are always... worth their weight in gold, but we have a love she, and uh... hate relationship with them. Yeah, she um she always says to me, well, if I don't like it, I'll just set it on fire and use it for the barbecue. Seriously? So mean. Love it. Um so yeah, so you have you got the idea for book three already in your head? Um, yes. You mean the the story the, itself? The final, yes. Oh the, yes. The last um, book. When I first started to write Escape, um, I didn't realize that it was a trilogy. I, I wrote the story. And then when I got to the end, I said, oh, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, I already know what the story is and um, have a lot of notes for book three and, and whatnot. Um, Wonderful. Keeps, as I'm writing book two, book three keeps coming up and I'm telling the characters, zip it. This Just is not wait. your turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. wait your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I need to finish this one first. Yeah. Isn't it <laughs> and awful we'll when they won't leave you alone you. like that? Honestly. <laughs> um, so where can the people find you on social media, June? Uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Wonderful. I don't do TikTok. I, I have no interest in standing there doing 10 or 20 takes of a video no, just to say, though. yo. <laughs> no, we, we have to talk later because you are missing <laughs> one of the second most popular platform for authors to sell I their books. Know. I've been told that I just, ugh. Well, no, we, we have to chat later. <laughs> okay, so... um. I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. It's been awesome well, meeting you. Thank you for you. having me. You too. And, thank uh, you very much. I wish you all the best with the trilogy. I will be looking uh, to see where that's going. And anything okay. else that you come up with and write about? <laughs> well, you might regret that. <laughs> <laughs>